Guys, before we get started, I want you to know that some Written With Purpose swag is on the website. Go to clairekindletates.com and get one of those shirts because they're only $13 and I'm sure you would love them, your grandma would love them, your dog would love them. So check those out. What's up, guys? This is Claire Kendall Tates, and you are listening to Written With Purpose. Why? Because you were written with purpose. It's true. There is purpose to this life, and there is purpose for you. And so I just want to personally welcome you to the first season of this podcast. Hi, guys. I am here with Jaron Lewis, narrator of AOC Network documentaries. You can find them on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And today we are going to be talking about using your gifts for the kingdom. And so welcome, Jaron. Hey, good to be here. Let's jump into it. Jaron, for our viewers, how would you describe a gift, talent, skill? Like, is there a difference between those? And can you just give us a little basis? Yeah, I think that... When you come to Christ, like one of the most amazing things is when he reveals to you like your, your purpose, right? And, and a part of that is when he allows you to begin to discover like these hidden talents and abilities that he's put within you. And sometimes like he'll just allow you to experience things and you will see what you're good at. And you may realize, wait a second, when I was a kid, people used to always say I was good at that or I was good at this. And um, as you grow older, you start to see how these things kind of tr- uh, transform into a gift. And so I think like in our, in our journey, um, God has a way of allowing us to discover our gifts and our talents. And I, and I know some people say, well, I don't have any talents, but everybody has something. Everybody has something. We're all unique and, um, and for a purpose. And I think the difference between a, a gift and a skill is that a skill is basically a gift refined. Many of us have gifts and talents. And unfortunately, a lot of us die without ever using them. And so I think what God would want for us to do is to discover first him, have a relationship with him, uh, uh, and then allow him to reveal to us our gifts. And then we have to do the work the hard work of having faith and, and working to refine that gift so that we can become skilled at it. Then he can use the gift. I always uh, mention this. When you look at David, King David, we can agree that like he was kind of an important guy. God used him a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. And his purpose really started to begin when he used his gifts and he uh, became so skilled at them that he could be a warrior. And that led to him being king. And as you know, he, like every kid knows this, he uh, destroyed Goliath with the slingshot. But as you read the story, you see that he was already skilled at that slingshot before he even met Goliath. So at some point before God allowed him to defeat Goliath, David had to learn how to use the slingshot. And so he had done the work to refine his gifts. And that is what allowed him to then become king. So we all have work to do to turn the gift into the skill. Mm, I love that. Gosh, it kind of reminds me of like, like when you order a bike, you know, like if I were to just go on Amazon and order myself a bike, it's going to come in like 
20 different pieces or more. And then I have to go outside and I have to like put time into it, invest time into it to build it before I can write it. And so that's a great point you made, Jaren. I wanted to focus on um, a verse, uh, Hebrews 13, 21. And it says, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And so when you, when you hear that verse, Jaren, what do you think God is trying to speak through that? It goes back to um, what Jesus said when he said that he wanted us to be fruitful for him. And um, even like with the parable of the talents, I think it kind of relates to that, how um, he wants us to not just sit around, like, like he wants us to, to, to uh, uh, expect his return. He wants us to be excited about his return and be excited about seeing him, but not to be idle, to be active. And I think the parable of the talents hits at that. And I think this here hits at that. And um, I think it goes back to when you uh, seek God and you seek your purpose in him and you refine those gifts, he allows us to live in a way that's pleasing to him. And I think a pleasing life for, for God would not just be sitting around idly by, but trying to do whatever we can to represent him in some way. What do you think about that? Like, what, what, do you, what would you say to someone who says, I want to represent God, but I'm not sure how? Right. I think, you know, if you have made Jesus Lord of your life, meaning mm-hmm. you have made Jesus fully in control of your life and you are walking with God, I think the first step is to be established in your relationship with God, meaning having that strong foundation. So that doesn't mean knowing a lot about God, but it means knowing God personally. And so we can get to know God personally when we, when we spend time with him, when we spend time in his words. And so I think that's the first step. But I think once you've been like, established in your relationship with God and you're like okay like I understand like my purpose is to live on mission for God and to just know God and share that with other people I think the next step is asking God just be like God what are my gifts God what 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 do I need to like put time in to produce a work for you because remember it's like our good works is not what causes us to have purpose. It, our good works is not what gives us a relationship with Christ. That is yeah. just an outcome, an outcome we have when we follow Christ. And so I think, Jaren, yeah. like what you're saying is like, hey, like God has given us a gift. Like when the spirit comes to, into our heart, like it's sealed. He's not going away. And that's like the biggest gift. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But then he's like, okay, like I'm in your house, like the home of your heart and I'm not leaving. But once you like start to get to know God, he's like, okay, I've, I have these gifts for you. And now you got to open it and assemble it. And so I think, I think the first step would be like, I don't know, maybe finding a person in the Bible where you're like, Hey, like I relate to them or maybe thinking about something you have a passion for in life because oftentimes God appreciates our passions. Like I love, I love movies. I love filmmaking. And so I've seen God use that in my life and you do the exact same thing. And so maybe you could touch on that. Yeah, like, that's so true. Like, I feel like a lot of those interests that we have, a lot of them are, like, part of our personality traits that God has given us. Like, he's allowed us to kind of gravitate towards certain interests. And, like, I've always been interested in movies and um, and, and, and even music. Like, I, I, there was a time when I just loved 
listening to like the, the themes of movie soundtracks like Jurassic Park by John Williams or, um, or Hans Zimmer who produced the music for Prince of Egypt. And I, I always would say, you know, if I, cause I was like, I went to Beeson Divinity School to become a pastor, right? And I always told myself, if I wasn't going to be a pastor, my dream job would actually be like to score music from movies. Like that would be amazing to be able to do that. Wow. And I play a little keyboard, but I always want to do that. Okay. But those, those interests actually are tied to your purpose in a way. Because me, like, even since I was a kid, I was always kind of interested in movies. And so now being involved with documentary filmmaking, um, just having an, an eye for movies and the storytelling that can happen with movies, that has helped with that work. Being interested in music has helped with being behind the scenes and working with music producers. And so those interests, like, it's like, wow, I, I kind of see why I was interested in that. And it took a long time for these things to start to reveal themselves. Um, you know, I'm not old, but I'm not really that young. Um, and so it took a long time. And so I know a lot of people, a lot of people may feel, well, you know, I feel like I don't, I, I've wasted my time, but just be patient. You'll see God reveal those interests and use them in some way. I love that, Sharon, because it's yeah. like, gosh, you could be, you could be 20 years old, you could be 40 years old, you could be 70 years old, you could be 60, 80, 90. And when the spirit yeah. comes into your heart, like he's ready to do work through you. And so it doesn't matter where you're at in your stage of life, God wants to use you. And so I love how you said you had this passion for movies and you had this passion for like underscoring. And now God's like, hey, I want to use those gifts, those mm -hmm. interests and turn it into a gift, which then you assemble into a skill. And so I think like in my life, my gosh, I've always had a passion for acting and film. And so like, mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's part of the reason why I started this podcast is because I was like film trained. And so like, I love to talk. Mm -hmm. I love to public speak. You're a natural at it. Like I couldn't do it the way you do. I have to kind of really have things written down or I'm going to mess up terribly. But you like, even the way you started this thing, you just like went for it. So you, it's a gift. That's a gift. You even, I remember last time we talked, you said that you actually enjoy public speaking. Like who, like, who enjoys that? <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> it's crazy because like, that's something I've always enjoyed. And then when I like, my freshman year of high school, or not high school, my freshman year of college, I accept Jesus. He comes into my heart and then I'm established in a relationship with him. And he's also like making me more creative. And so I've never felt more creative in my life than I do today with the Holy Spirit inside. And so now wow. I'm like, gosh, I'm going to use those skills, those random or those, those random things that I had passion for. And I'm going to take it and like, I'm going to turn it into a skill for the kingdom, not for myself, but for God. That is so cool. I mean, I mean, I think when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have the ultimate source of, of uh, creativity, right? Inside of you, the creator of everything. So imagine what he can do with our little works, right? Right. Oh, I love that. That's, that's a good word. That's a good word, Jared. I want to talk a little bit about pride because sometimes right. I think, you know, there's two spectrums of pride. There's one where it's like, ah, I am so awesome. Like, you know, I don't need God. God needs me. And then there's this other end of the spectrum that's like, hey, like, God, you can't do anything through me. I'm hopeless. And it's like, both, both are pride because... That's a good point, yeah. Both would be. Yeah, and so it's like, 
hey, if you're like, oh, God, you can't do anything through me. God is the God of the universe, and he can definitely use you. He wants to use you. Not, not only can he, but he wants to. And so he's like, he wants to. you just got to, you have to respond to that. You know, um, I don't know if you saw this, but we actually had an episode called um, uh, God is Preparing You. He's preparing you to work for him as an ambassador of Christ. And at the end of that episode, we looked at uh, the characters in scripture, a lot of them who felt like, God, how can you use me? One of them was Moses, kind of a big character. He had a stuttering problem. Right? He stuttered, like he couldn't talk. Basically, well, a lot of theologians will say that he, what he had was some type of stuttering, stuttering problem, but he said, like, he's slow of speech. He said, God, you want me to tell Pharaoh to let the people go? I can't even talk. And God said, oh, don't, don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Uh, who else? Who else? I mean, King David, he, you know, God used him for, to, to, to write so much of the scripture and to lead Israel, and he had issues with lust to the point of trying to kill some guy to sleep with his, with his wife. So like God not only uses those of us who feel as if we are not equipped, but he even uses those of us who feel like we don't deserve to be used. Mm -hmm. And through scripture, we see so many examples of that. Apostle Paul who killed Christians, but God used him to write like so much of the New Testament. So yeah, God has a pattern actually of using those who you would think could not be used. And so I would say to the, to the person out there who wonders like, how can you use me? Well, maybe that's the reason why God wants to use you so that when he does something through you, somebody may say, well, if God could use that person, I guess he can use me too. <laughs> you know? So true. So For sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. It kind of reminds me of Ephesians 2.10, which says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us in to do. In advance. That's so true. Gosh, that word advance really hits me because he prepared in advance for us. He didn't just put his spirit in us and saying like, oh, that's it. I'm done with you. No, yeah. he like, not only does he want us to like get to know him as a person, but he wants us to be faithful to him and sharing who he is and sharing that imagery of the kingdom with his people. God literally took Paul from murdering Christians to doing great works for him, which mm -hmm. is just an outcome of him following God. Like he didn't have to do good works to receive God's spirit. He has God's spirit. And what becomes of that is God doing these good things through Paul. And we see him write books of the Bible that we read today. Right. If someone's listening right now and they're like, I'm ready to start sharing the gospel with people. I'm ready to start cultivating those gifts into skills. What is mm -hmm. the next step they, they could take to do that? And I mean, there's so many things. I mean, depending on where you feel God is leading you, sometimes you may need to go back to school. I know a lot of people say, oh, Lord, I don't want to have to go back to school. Because someone may be listening to this. They may be, you know, 70 some years old, right? And they may be, be, they may feel like they're led to something where they got to get a degree. And so I don't know. He may, if God leads you to do that, don't worry. You'll live long enough to complete it if he leaves, leads you to do it. Um, so sometimes, of course, uh, school is a good source of preparation. But um, a lot of the things that God will lead you to do and uh, will lead you to refine, we live in a day and age where you can 
almost train yourself. I mean, I know when we were getting started with AOC Network, you know, we didn't go to we went, I, I, I went to school for theology. Um, the artists we initially worked with didn't really go to school for that, but they, we trained ourselves through YouTube tutorials. On YouTube, you can learn a tutorial on how to animate, on how to edit video, on how to build a website. Like literally everything you can really think about, you can find a tutorial on it on YouTube, right? And so I feel like if, if, if you really want to get skilled at something, you know, you can find a way to, to learn the process. And then of course, um, uh, just pray for God's strength because, you know, of course, anytime you're trying to get skilled at something, you know, whether it's even something athletic, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. It's, you know, you're going to be tired. Um, you're you're going to fight. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, the way I look at that, that training process is it's a type of suffering. You know, uh, scripture says that in Christ, you know, we, we suffer for the gospel's sake. You know, we, have, we suffer to do whatever we can to promote God. And, you know, there are so many, many different types of suffering. Sometimes we, get, we suffer by being persecuted. Sometimes we suffer because we're trying to uh, not sin. Other times we suffer because we're doing the hard work of training ourselves so we can be used by God and, and refining those, those, uh, skill, those talents into skills, right? Those gifts into skills. And so uh, be willing to suffer. And uh, you, know, you won't have any regrets when you suffer for the kingdom. So. I love uh, that. That's a great okay, answer. That's kind of what I'm thinking. What, what about you? You know, I'm, I was sitting here thinking, and it kind of reminds me, you know, it's almost like, like let's think that God is, we're in a kitchen, okay? Mm -hmm. And God's like, all right, I've got, I've got some fruits and vegetables here. I've got some ingredients and he's going to prepare it all for you. So he's going to measure it into the cup, like the flour, whatever, whatever you're making, let's say, but he's going to chop up all the ingredients. And now all you have to do is you just have to put them into the pan and like start making your, your, um, recipe i guess recipe yeah there we go but the dish making the, the dish. dish yes yes. <laughs> yes the dish god is like hey i've prepared you have all the ingredients you just have to make put it together and so of course when you put it together if this is your first time using a stove if you're like me you're gonna be terrible at it and it's mm -hmm. not gonna taste good but yeah. eventually you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you push through you have perseverance even through the times it burns even through the times that it just is not good because god will still keep working through that and you're learning it's a learning process it's a learning curve wow. so god's like hey if you have a passion for something he's like i can use that for the kingdom but we must remember that these gifts they require assembly and that assembly is not to for just like our own good. We are supposed to do something with it for the kingdom of God. It's not meant to just for entertainment or just for like our own personal glory. It's got to be for the kingdom. And so, Jaren, like... Wait, can I stop you right there for a second? Yeah. Because that made me think about something. Yeah. Because um, you were saying how like God wants us to like go through the work of building our learning curve and assembly. And I was just thinking like, you know, yes, we work for God and he's our king and we want to represent him. 
um, but he's our dad, right? Yeah. And he's our father. And if you really think about it, a good father would not just want to spoon feed their child everything. A good dad would want their child to learn hard work, to learn diligence, to not just always get everything the easy way, but to do the work, right? Like, you know, if you have a good parent, you would know that they want you to work hard. And so how much more would God, who's the best parent ever, want us to do, to, to he wants us to work hard. He wants us to be diligent. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if we are learning things that we feel will allow us to, to be more equipped to work for him, that process is not easy. But if God sees that we have done all we can do, once we have done all we can do, that's when he steps in and does what only he can do. Wow, that yeah. was a good so, word. I, I just thought about that when you were saying like assembly. Assembly. No, that's so true, Jaron. Yeah. Gosh, wow. It's so incredible, you know, because we are created as, we're created as working beings. I mean, we, we zoom out and we look at the world. Everyone's working. Like this world functions on work. And so when we even go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, when we see Adam and Eve, yeah. they're working in the garden. Even when God's design was perfect before sin enters, they're working and it's good. And so one day we're going to even work in heaven and we're going to love it. And so right now you still, you have to work because that we are created to work. And That's always, the point. The yeah. first thing God told Adam to do, okay, I made you, don't just sit around and eat the fruit. You got to get to work. Yeah. And like Jesus is bringing us into a renewal of really what humanity was first given in the garden. And so the cool thing is that like now in Christ, we're not like we get to be a part of that work now. And I think when God invites us to work for him, it's a it's not a type of work that I think many of us are used to. It's a type of refreshing work that you can feel good about and it and you thrive in it. it, it it's a different type of work. And so maybe, you know, you and I, maybe this session or maybe some other time we can talk about how, um, you know, God wants to use our work for him no matter what job we have. Because I know a lot of people feel like they have different jobs and they wonder, well, can God use my work for his glory? So that, that's a big topic. And the short answer is absolutely. You know, no matter what job you have, God can transform you to work for him even now. For sure. That is so true. Like God, God created everything on this earth. And so he wants to use everything he can to um, make it himself known, to make the kingdom known, to, he doesn't want anyone to perish. You know, he wants all to come to him. And so he's like, I, I can do this without you, but I delight in doing it with you. And so he invites us along with us. And it's like, us. Yeah, he's like, hey, Jaron, hey, Claire, hey, you listener, like, I want to use you for the kingdom. And it's like so refreshing to our soul because that's what we're created to do. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, I think one thing God really wants is for his kingdom to be like in every aspect of society. And so he wants kingdom representatives or the or ambassadors to be like um, he wants us to be on the movie in the movies. He wants us to be 
on the football fields. I think he wants his people to represent him in the classrooms, um, um, in the hospitals. Someone needs to be praying before the operation begins, right? If you're, if you're a teacher, you need to be praying that your lesson is going to sow some type of a seed so these kids can, can see God's glory in the lesson. And so I think, you know, the work that he has called each of us to, sometimes God just wants us to realize that he can use our current jobs in a way to represent his kingdom um, in, that, in that field. Um, so, yeah, we all can be used. Wow, I love that. And it's like, God's like, I delight in it. And so that's just so cool. You know, Jaren, I love, love, love the verse Exodus 31, four through five. I'm going to read it real quick. And it says, and I have filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. And that just reminds me, gosh, not only is he doing this in us, but like it serves a purpose. And so yeah. we might not see that right away. We might be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm out here, I'm doing it. And we might not see it right away, but eventually we'll see like, wow, where, what God's doing with it. And maybe that one day, maybe that's not until heaven. Maybe one day we'll be like, hey, here's what I did with this. Here's, here's like your, your obedience here, that led to this and we'll be okay. blown away. Okay. Now I got th that right there is we got to camp out on what you just said. Cause that's amazing. Cause like, like my whole mantra for, for me getting up and trying to just be productive is to not worry about the numbers. I think when you worry about the numbers, it can make you, first of all, like, you know, worry about certain things that are not really God's concern so much and make you start to compare yourself to other people. So like with my work, I don't worry about how many people are being reached, but if I'm working hard to just reach one, like that's worth all the work. And so if one person sees it, that way I can still rejoice in whatever work I'm doing, right? So that's important what I think you said, because um, I think a lot of people get discouraged because they feel as if maybe they don't have the, um, the outreach, they may not have the audience, but if you can work to represent God and you just reach one person, even, even if it's just one person, you may get to heaven one day feeling like you didn't reach that many people. And God may show you how that one person reached somebody, right? And then that somebody they reached might have become an evangelist who reached thousands, and then those thousands reached millions, but it never would have happened if you didn't do the hard work reaching the one. There's a multiplication effect. And so I think if we can just have a mentality saying, God, I will work hard doing whatever I can do to refine myself, even if it only reaches one person, because that one person matters to God. That's so true. That is so it, true. They matter. They do. Like, God cares about everyone. And, you know, I don't know, I don't say that like, like that holds so much weight because God, yeah. God doesn't want it. Like, God wants all of his people to know him and it kind of reminds me you know jeremiah mm -hmm. he he shared god's word he was so faithful for 40 years and right. no one came to faith but jeremiah is in the bible and now he's, he's in the bible, bible. It's in the i don't bible. even know if he knew that would happen no 
And now he, and then he's like, gosh, I did nothing for you, God. And God's like, whoa, whoa, good job, good and faithful servant, because your word, he followed God's word. And now God's like speaking through Jeremiah to reach people with the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mind blowing. Oh. And, and then Adam and Eve, you know, if we go back to Adam and Eve in the garden, Adam and Eve would have focused on what God had given them and not focused on the one thing they didn't have. They would have been living like living in God's purpose fully, but wow. they're like, oh, I don't have this one thing. And that's like yeah. the struggle that so many of us have. We're comparing ourselves to like what we think we need and not appreciating what God has clearly given us. Mm, I love Which that. allows you to not really live like happy. You're, like, you're not really satisfied when you're, not appreciating what God has given you and you're looking to like other standards that really come from somewhere else. Right. No, that's so true, Jaren. You know, we all have this innate brokenness. We all have this internal brokenness and we look to things in this world to satisfy it. But it's kind of like if I had a broken cistern or like for it's a cistern's a bucket. And so it's like, if I had a crack in a bucket and I'm like pouring water into it, it's going to keep flowing out. And so when we pour ourselves into things, like when we try to fill ourselves up with things of this world, like going to materialism, partying, relationships, success, career, it's like, well, career isn't bad. Your relationships aren't bad, but when we use them to fill ourselves up, like mm-hmm. we're going to continue to feel empty. And so God's like, Hey, I'm the only one who can satisfy you. And when we let God satisfy us and we follow God, man, does he have something planned for you? Amen. You know, and all you guys who are listening right now, I'm not going to tell you that life with God is like easy because like we said earlier, God's the perfect parent. And so he's, he wants to love on you, encourage you, and he wants to challenge you too. And, oh yeah. And (laughs) when he does, it makes something beautiful. Like when God's spirit is in the home of your heart, he sees how messy the house is and he's going to knock down walls because he's doing a renovation. He's making Amen. something beautiful. And as a, as a father, he also disciplines too. I figured we may want to throw that one in there. Yeah. So, he, he you know, he disciplines you sometimes too, but it's all in love, right? Yeah, it's all in love. And he knows his children and he knows us well. He knows us fully. He knows, he knows you, he knows me better than we know ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, well, as we're getting close to our time ending here, Jaron, what is a next step, like practically today, that our listeners can take to use the gifts that God has given us for assembly to create a skill and use that in our daily lives, careers, or relationships? Mm-hmm. I would say the number one thing I would say is to, of course, if you, if you don't have a relationship with God, first of all, you know, now is the time. You know, when you think about what many of us have been told about God, you know, we've often heard that God just wants to take you to heaven and then that's it. I mean, that's great. Heaven is wonderful. But it's an amazing thing when you realize that between now and then, he wants to use you now. And so... I think one of the keys to like being used now and, and being led in the right way, whether it's, you know, discovering your gift or, or being led into how to refine that gift is having a relationship with God that is, uh, that is so real that you can be vulnerable with him 
that when you pray, you let him know your struggles. Let him know that you just want to be led by him, that you want his Holy Spirit to give you the right ideas, that you want your, his Holy Spirit to, to, to open the right doors, not the wrong doors so you're just, you know, misled, but, you know, the right doors so you can stay focused. And I think when we are just real and raw with God, with our shortcomings, with our weaknesses, with our insecurities, with our unknowns, he hears us because he's our dad. He loves us. And his Holy Spirit wants to give us the right ideas so we take the right path. So I would just say one simple step is just have a relationship with God, knowing he's your dad. He wants the best for you. And he wants us to be raw and real with him. And uh, trust, have faith that his Holy Spirit will lead you in the right path. That's so true. You know, God just wants you to know him because he fully knows you. If you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I want a relationship with God right now, pause this or just turn it off and go pray to God and say, God, like, will you take over my life and just start saying yes to the little things that God brings up because you will feel where God convicts you. You will feel when you're like, "Mm, is that really a good idea? Because God wants to protect you because he's got something amazing prepared for you to do. And you may not see the results of that right away, but trust me, God is good and God's going to use you for good things because our God is a good God. He is the only God and he is Lord God. And so I want you to remember that today. And so Jaron, tell us a little bit, tell our viewers about what you do. We know that AOC Network is a on YouTube, it stands for Ambassadors of Christ. But tell us what kind of works do you have coming up? Because guys, yeah. like I've always listened to um, AOC Network. That's how I found out about Jaron Lewis is because before Christ, I watched so many of his videos and they just clicked. And so Jaron didn't even know that he was touching me. And so now yeah. here I am in Christ and following God. And those videos affected me and softened my heart. To where I was at a point in college where I accepted Christ. And so you can learn so much through these videos. And I just love what he does. So Jaron, take it away. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, that that really touches me to know that, um, to, to see someone who was impacted by it. You know, online, you don't really see a lot of the work or see the impact. So to see that you appreciated it and it's had a good effect on you, like I, I just really appreciate that. And I want to also say to anyone listening that I have appreciated your work. And I'm inspired by it, you know, the written with purpose podcast. And I'm, I'm going to continue to listen to it. And I hope everyone else will continue to do so as well, because there's so many Holy Spirit moments there. Um, but yeah, we actually uh, have a new documentary we're working on that we hope to get out before the end of this month, October. And that's going to be called really the uh, Law of Christ movie. And it's going to examine how in Christ, his Holy Spirit leads us to follow him in a way that will allow us to be law-abiding citizens. Now, what does that mean? Well, uh, yes, we are citizens of America or whatever nation you're from, but we are also citizens of his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so if we are in his kingdom and his kingdom is the government and he is our king, you know, we actually should try to live in a way that uh, pleases our king. And so the Bible says that the day will come when um, we won't just have to rely on the laws written on stone, but he will give us his Holy Spirit, which will write his law within our hearts. 
And so this meeting was going to be about showing how when we follow the Holy Spirit, you know, God leads us in a way so that we are the type of kingdom citizens he wants us to be. So I think wow. you'll enjoy it. Gosh, that is amazing. God is clearly working through you. And so guys, please, please give um, Jaren a subscribe on YouTube because you will not regret it. Those videos, impeccable. And so give him, give him um, a subscribe. He has so much wisdom. And so I would really love you all to tune in there. And Jaren, just thank you so much for joining Written With Purpose today. And gosh, just appreciate talking with you. You always, awesome. you always have some something good to say. So thank you. You too. We've, we've been learning from each other and sharing. So it's a blessing. And I look forward to coming back. I love that. We will, we will for sure have you back in season two. Yeah. So guys, stay awesome. tuned for that.